Hi, I'm Laura Green, and this is the Sapphic Book Review Podcast, the show where I visit with the best writers in lesbic. I love reading, and these books and writers mean so much to me. I hope you learn something new each week about your favorite authors. Enjoy the show, and be sure to subscribe. Welcome to the Sapphic Book Review Podcast. I have a lot of favorite authors, but I only have a few whose books are comfort reads that I return to again and again. Today's guest is one of those authors whose books always make me feel like I'm visiting with old friends, and I'm thrilled to have her joining me today. Bryce Oakley, welcome, and thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. The last few months haven't been easy for you and your family. How is your daughter doing? She is such a little fighter. For anyone who might not follow me on Twitter, uh, my daughter was born very prematurely in December, and so we've been in the NICU for around day 112. Um, So she has battled a lot of tough things, but um, she is strong and awesome. And the end is in sight. Maybe we'll be home by Mother's Day. That is my new goal. It's a a long-term goal. (laughs) That would be great for Mother's Day for you and your wife. Yeah. Nevermind was one of my favorite books of 2021. I adore everything about it. If you could jump into the book, would you be Willa working at the zoo or Sage playing on the U.S. soccer team? And who would you cast in a movie based on the book? This is such a good question. Like, I think Oprah would be proud. Uh, Right? Personally. Totally. (laughs) She'd be jealous, Um, I think. Oh, absolutely jealous. She wishes that she could figure out questions like this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I personally identify more with Willa simply because I am... I'm not sporty, like in any way. I'm not the sporty kind of lesbian. I'm the, uh, I'm the Willa. <laughs> kind You're the of hanging lesbian. out at the zoo kind of lesbian. Yeah. And the zoo is awesome. It is. Um, I, yeah, definitely. I identify more with Willa there. Um, and I think I would like working at the zoo more. I love animals. Um, and as far as casting them that I feel like that is such a hard question. Um, I always have, you know, Um, actors or models or singers or athletes in mind when I am like casting, you know, what the character looks like so that I can base their appearance off of something. Um, As far as Willa, I think Amanda Seyfried would be perfect for her. She's like sweet, but um, not like cutesy. I think she she would be perfect. Oh, totally. Um, And for Sage, I cannot figure out the perfect actor for Sage. I um, I kind of had like Ashlyn Harris meets oh, Abby Wambach in mind when I was writing her. Ashlyn Harris um, is my girlfriend. Oh, she's such a babe with wow. that haircut. In the cheekbones? Oh Come on. Ugh, totally. Love her. Oh my gosh. I love her. And she's an incredible athlete, but also a total babe. So, And I love yeah. her wife and her daughter. I'm not just objectifying her, but I am objectifying her quite often. (laughs) Totally do. So if Ashlyn Harris can act, she's got the role. That's it. I I don't even care if she can act. Who cares? She doesn't need to. Just stand there, kick a ball. No one will notice. (laughs) No. I was rereading the book last night. Are we done seeing the last of them? Because I feel like we're not. Honestly, I love them. I love them. And they are so fun to write about. And... And I really enjoyed, I wrote uh, a second epilogue for them even. I just, I love them. So I would never say never. Okay, excellent. 
Uh, the Kaleidoscope series features the members of an all-girl band, Finding Love. I adore all of the books, but I think Midnight is my favorite because of Zoe and Pia. Uh, mostly Pia. Do you have any musical talent, and which of the women are your favorite? <laughs> um, I've, I, I cannot play any instruments. Um, I did want to be a famous singer when I was younger. So I was very involved with choir and singing lessons and singing competitions. Um, but now I mostly just sing in the car in the shower um, very loudly and without caring if I'm pitchy. And as far as favorites, Domino is one of those characters. She just kept jumping onto the page over and over. She would not get out of the scene. Um, <laughs> And every time I was like, oh, who's in this scene? Domino would just show up, even when it wasn't her scene. So I I love her. I initially based her um, personality off of my wife. And then um, she kind of just became like so much larger and wilder and nosier um, than <laughs> I ever imagined. <laughs> I'm glad you don't think your wife's nosy. <laughs> no, I'm the nosy one. It's me. <laughs> In the adventures, Joey and Kendall have an adventure jar. If you didn't have um, much more important concerns at the moment, what kind of adventures would you and your wife put into your adventure jar? I asked her this question and she immediately said, traveling through the rainforest, she wants to go back to the rainforest. Um, she lived in Ecuador for a few months and has been trying to convince me to get back there. So I think the adventure jar would be the only way I would agree to that. <laughs> um, and as for me, I think I would, in terms of big adventures, I would love to travel back to Australia. I lived there for two years and I cannot wait to get back. You know, once COVID isn't like terrifying, which it still is. Um, no, it's over, whatever. Terms, what are you talking it's about? It's over. It's fine. <laughs> cool. Um Right. Um, in terms of like taco truck adventures, definitely smaller things like going camping. I really want to visit this town called Salida. I really want to go stay the night in a cute hotel there. And really, I just want to do like very small, normal things with my wife and my daughter, like take the stroller to the botanic gardens and stuff like that. I just can't wait to like introduce my daughter to every cool thing that I like and see what she likes and enjoy all of that. Aw, that's very sweet. <laughs> In Just My Type, the book you wrote with Lucy Bexley, Arrow is a 2,000-year-old vampire. If you could live that long, which era in history would you most like to experience? My answer is a little nerdy. I would love to go back in time to the early 20th century in Ireland. There was an incredible literary revival around that time. Uh, the politics were, you know, a little dicey, but just this huge resurgence of the Gaelic language was happening. And I just think it would be super incredible to experience. You know, you have like Yeats and Joyce and Lady Gregory and Cool Park. And I just have always really loved that era in literature. And just so much going on. I think it would be incredible to experience. Have you had the chance to do any writing? And if so, what are you working on? I have been writing a little. I've surprised myself that I've been able to creatively get in that headspace. I'm definitely the type of writer who, if I'm too 
too anxious or too sad or too happy, I it's hard for me to like focus and um and write. So I have been writing a little and I am working on such a cool project. I'm so <laughs> excited about it. It's a collab that I can't divulge secrets about mm. yet. But my story is about a woman who is desperately trying to find a date to a prom for Pride. And um, so she goes on dates with a bunch of cool women and then realizes that love might have been a little closer all along than she realized. Oh, interesting. (laughs) You wrote the Flipping Fantastic series with Stephanie Shea and Lucy Bexley. Why do you think the three of you click so well? Honestly, it's just, I love them. I admire their work. I admire their writing. I admire who they are as women. Stephanie Shea, I say this all the time. I think she is like one of the best writers. I love, love, love her writing. And Lucy and I are so similar. We have like our personalities just mesh so well. And we have, the three of us have a really similar sense of humor and we tend to like all the same things and hate all the same things. And that's really fun. (laughs) And you and Lucy are both Dorothy's. We so are. (laughs) We so are. (laughs) Which of your books are you the most proud of? Honestly, I am so proud of every book that I write simply because I get to wake up and do what I love every day and people read them. And that means so much to me. I, I never thought that I would get to live my dream of being a writer full time. And I just feel so, so grateful to everyone who's ever read one of my books. But in terms of just picking one book that I'm proud of, I'm really proud of The Adventurers. I wrote it during a really tough time. Personally, COVID was just starting. I was trying to get out of a job that I hated and return to an, another job <laughs> that I also hated. So it was it was a time of uh, a lot of personal turmoil, but I'm so proud of all the messages of joy and hope in that book. And I, I still just, I love that book. <laughs> I love that book too. I gave that to oh, some friends you. for Christmas and they loved it as well. Oh, thank you. It's one of those books that's a great escape. It is. I think that timing wise for it to happen, you know, two months into everybody being locked down for COVID. It was, it was a really good time for fun and escape. <laughs> yes. When we couldn't do that for years. So right. <laughs> <laughs> you've written several Christmas books. What are some of your favorite holiday traditions from childhood and how excited are you to have Christmas with your little girl this year? I am so, so, so excited to introduce my daughter to Christmas. Christmas is one of my, well, it is my favorite holiday and We've kind of had a running joke that she must have sensed how excited I was for Christmas because she came two days before Christmas. She must have just really wanted to experience it with us. So last year was a little untraditional because we were in the hospital and it wasn't fun. But I am super excited to introduce her to all of my family's traditions. I'm really big on cooking and baking and decorating, like all of the decor. I'm also really guilty of decorating on November 1st. That to me is when Christmas starts. So so I hope that she loves Christmas just as much as me. Oh, actually my favorite tradition ever that we just started, um, my wife and I started a few years ago, uh, we drive around and look at all of the Christmas lights in our neighborhood. And we drive to like the rich neighborhood <laughs> and um, and check out their scenes. 
while listening to Christmas music and drinking hot cocoa. And it's just like a really lovely time. So I can't wait to do that with her. One of our favorite family vacations was to Colorado, where you were born and raised and still live. What are some of your favorite places to visit and why do you love your state so much? I really do love Colorado. I will never leave it, even though it is so expensive to live here. And yeah, I will never leave. Uh, I'm a lifer. Um, (laughs) One thing that I really do love is my family still all lives here. um, And I'm really close with my sister and brother. They're like my best friends. And so being around family is really important to me. But also, it's just it's beautiful here. There's um, outside activities to do all year round. And I really love that. Some of my favorite places to visit um, in terms of places around Colorado. I love Telluride and Ure are beautiful. I, I've been to Ure a handful of times and it's just the cutest little mountain town and there's hot springs. I really, <laughs> there's like one recurring Thing in my books, it's hot springs. I love hot springs. <laughs> and yeah, so Telluride and Ure, there's this adorable little town that we found when we were camping a few summers ago called Marble. And it has all of these kind of like rundown, what is it like marble processing factories. Um, and you can like walk around all these marble ruins. It's so cool. Definitely something that you would not expect to find in Colorado. And then uh I grew up in Loveland, so uh, that's about an hour north of Denver. And then I lived in Fort Collins. And Fort Collins is known for craft beer, um, like New Belgium and Odell and a lot of really good beer. So whenever we want to hang out at breweries and stuff, we go up to Fort Collins. We had a great time, except we went to the Royal Gorge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And on the way back, we took the directions and it was like a one lane dirt road on the side of a mountain. (laughs) For like 30 miles. That happens. And no guardrail? No guardrail. No. And <laughs> and my partner was pretty sure we were going to die. And I was actually kind of thinking it was going to happen too. The kids were in the back. They didn't care. They had their phones or whatever. Yeah. You had to play it cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, it'll be fine. But I kept looking over going, holy cow, we're going to die. <laughs> I found myself on those roads. So it's horrible. scary. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't turn around. You just had to go. And then a car mm-hmm. would come and you're like squeezing over the very... Oh, I I hate that. I hate that. And you never think that two cars are going to fit and you just have to inch along. Oh, it's terrifying. So it, that is the only thing I don't like about your state. <laughs> you not so good at roads. <laughs> no, not great at that. I have a lot of pet peeves. A lot. What are some of your pet peeves? I have always kind of considered myself a really chill person, but... If I can hear someone chewing or like making too many mouth noises, (laughs) it just drives me up the wall. I cannot stand it. I cannot eat with someone who's like smacking their lips or chewing with their mouth open. I think that that is my biggest pet peeve. That and when my wife throws her clean clothes on top of the dirty laundry pile, that drives me nuts because then how do you know what is clean? And can be reworn. Ugh. So between those two, I uh, I think that besides those things, <laughs> I'm a fairly chill person, I would hope. How did you meet your wife and who did the wooing? I met my wife. Um, nobody ever believes me when I say this, but I met her at a queer women's camp um, in California. Autostraddle, the website, put on my dogs just jumped jumped into the room to say hi (laughs) um okay all right jelly bean 
Um, so I met my wife at gay camp, basically. Autostraddle um, puts together, well, they used to put together a summer camp called A Camp. And um, it was just like 300 queers on the side of a mountain in California for like five days. Um, it's so fun. It was, it was so fun. I don't know if they're putting it on anymore. But so I met my wife there. Um, wow. She was trying to take bondage lessons from a friend of ours. <laughs> and and I walked into my cabin and my friend Ryan said, hey, can uh, can Maddie practice these knots on you? And I took one look at my wife and <laughs> said, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so definitely, definitely a unique meeting story. That's a very good um, thing to do. You should write that. I know, but people would be like, that's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then as far as the wooing, I asked her this, like, who do you think did the wooing? And she is adamant that it is her. Um, but I'll be honest, we were long distance for a while because we met in California. She was living in Vegas. I was living in Colorado. And um, I was convinced for the first two weeks that she was misremembering me and thought that I was someone else. <laughs> um, mainly because she is a total babe. And I was like, there's no way. Dude, there's you're a babe. No Hey. You're a total babe. Mm. Well, thank you, Laura. You're I appreciate it. <laughs> well, thank, thanks for the compliment. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was I was convinced that she was misremembering me. And then she flew out kind of on a, a whim. And, and, you know. Here we are. That's Here we are. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Do you have any hidden talents that would surprise us? Hmm, this is a great question. Obviously not I... sports. <laughs> not sports, shockingly, not super coordinated. I was an asthma kid. So I was definitely like, um, I have a note from my doctor that I can't run the mile. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've always been trying to get out of running the mile, I'll be honest. Um, Same. But in terms of talents, uh, I am extremely, extremely good at like bar trivia. Like wow. I, my mind is a steel trap for useless facts and like pop culture and any, anything. I love weird trivia and yeah, that's, that's what I'm really good at. And I should get along well, because if someone was on all my children or days of our lives in 1985 to like 2000, I can recognize them on a TV show and point out their character <laughs> name, who they were married to on that show. <laughs> And the real name. And when they were in a coma and <laughs> all the time. I I just I love that kind of useless knowledge. I love it. There's no room for anything good up here. Don't yeah. ask me about math. Don't ask me about the quadratic equation, but I will tell you <laughs> now that I'm like, I can remember <laughs> everything. My mind has just gone totally soft. So maybe not so good um in a crisis, but really good at bar trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Tell me your three favorite lesbic books. Uh, I I cannot pick. I cannot pick. So I will say the the three most meaningful ones to me. Well, the two most meaningful ones and then a recent one that I read. So the very first lesbic book I ever read was Jericho by Anne McMahon. But Jericho, have you ever read it? Just I have. Uh, everyone has read that, you right? Because it's a, it, you're supposed to. It's a rite of passage. Totally. And it came out at a time where I, I didn't even know that lesbian romance was a thing. And I had a friend send it to me and I became totally addicted. Um, so absolutely 
would put that as one of my top three simply because of like what it meant to me, what it opened my eyes to. And then in a similar vein, uh, Kiss the Girl by Melissa Braden yep. um, was probably the first first lesbic book I read where I thought I could I could write like this. Like I could do this. This is awesome. And I want to do this. Um, and then it took me like another four years to actually do it. And then a recent favorite that I've read in the past year was Stephanie Shea's Chef's Kiss. Oh. Um, oh, I just love that book. I love Val and Jen. Oh, I'm such a fangirl for Stephanie Shea, I'll be honest. But mine too. Really, that book, I was just like, this is incredible. I'm so proud of her. And also, I need to step up my game. So, and I was like, where can I find Jen Coleman? And <sighs> can I tie her to my bed? <laughs> right? Seriously. <laughs> I don't even Fan feel book. bad about it, but yeah. Oh, not at all. Well, this has been great. Thanks so much for joining me. It's been wonderful chatting with you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. And thanks again to Bryce Oakley for joining me today. Be sure to go to her Amazon page to purchase her books and check out her website, BryceOakley.com. You can also follow her on Twitter at Bryce Oakley. To support this page, you can click on the Buy Me a Coffee link or to listen to your favorite authors playing hilarious games of Would You Rather, become a patron at www.patreon.com slash sapphicbookreviewpod. It's only $5 a month, and it's so much fun. Here's a preview of my Would You Rather game with Bryce Oakley. Thanks so much, and until next time, happy reading. Would you rather have a tennis lesson from Serena Williams or a soccer lesson from Megan Rapino? Soccer lesson from Megan Rapino. Oh, easy. It would be easy. Funny. And if she could bring her friend Ashlyn Harris along. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> even if I get yes. a tennis lesson from Serena Williams, I'm not going to play tennis like Serena. What? Oh, 1000%. Like, I feel like I would be so intimidated by her talent and how cool she is as a person that I would just be like, well, and I hate tennis. <laughs> like, I took, a, I took a tennis class in college. I got a B in tennis. Oh, like, I got an A. I rocked it. You got an A? I did. I got a B. And that was with me um, calling the teacher coach, even though he was like, I'm not your coach. I was like, I will be calling you coach. <laughs> Maybe that's why you got it. <laughs> Probably. He was like, please never come back. <laughs> I think if I were with Serena, she would serve the ball and I'd be so mesmerized that it probably would smack me right in the face. Okay, totally fair. Would you rather own your own plane or your own boat? Ooh, perks to both. Um, I hate flying. I'm not I'm not a good flyer. I'm like taking anxiety pills before flight oh, kind great. of flyer. But my wife is afraid of the ocean and any large body of water. Oh. If I was on a boat, I'd be alone. And if we got <laughs> the plane, she would be alone. <laughs> That's not gonna work out. Really hard to say. What's but can I own my own train or something? Oh sure. Let's modify it. Okay, yeah, I'm getting a train. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think to ask that. Who knew? <laughs>